Welcome to Wednesdays with Renee. My name is Renee Barabo, the practical shaman and Hay House author of Winds of Spirit, Ancient Wisdom Tools for Navigating Relationships, Health, and the Divine. Each week, I will bring together compelling speakers and visionaries who will share their insights on navigating the winds of change, eyes wide open. Welcome back to Wednesday Live with Renee. And today I have a really special guest and we're going to have a really important conversation, I believe. And it's Doc Barry is a leading shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and author of three Amazon bestseller books. And I noticed he's putting together a shamanic library in New York, which hopefully we can talk about too. And for over 22 years, he bridges the spiritual and practical wisdom his indigenous teachers entrusted him with powerful contemporary approach relevant to our stressful and unbalanced modern times. And as I like to say, the tumultuous winds that are blowing through our lives at the moment. Um, and I'm Brene Barabal, the author of Winds of Spirit, a new Hay House book that's doing quite well right now in the Amazon world. And I, and somebody just told me today, uh, it's talked that they sent one to Israel. And so I said, oh yeah, take a picture of your father reading it in Israel because I'm really excited about that. <laughs> How are you today? Well, very good. I, I, first of all, congratulations on your book. Thank it's, you. It's a very beautiful book. And whoever uh, is listening, please buy that book and make that a bestseller too. Uh, because, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I started uh, my journey on, sh on shamanism uh, because uh, I read a book by Hank Wasselman, Spirit Walker, and that gave me a lot of... Uh, answers to questions that I had about um, about what all those feelings that I was feeling in, in myself and I didn't know how to put it together um, and uh, Hank was written it's an amazing uh, uh, trilogy that he wrote uh, you know, incredibly it's, it's spirit walker and all the rest of them now uh, in that book he was writing about Michael Hanner a workshop he took uh, and that's how I got into uh, Michael Hanner um teaching and i took a course with michael hunter and then and that's then when i found out that i have these gifts of seeing and and uh, healing so your book is is going to inspire generations to come and i i really encourage people to read your books and my books and other people who uh went through this uh because i i do believe as you know uh th that's part of my message to um uh, to my my students and for everybody that willing to listen and uh, or to read my books is that we are all shamans we are all shamans in training um i mean there's really no shamans that there we are all shamans in training and then um that we all have to to manifest those gifts that uh, god gave us so that's really where it's so important for us all to 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 um to realize and, and for me, too, as well, because, you know, Don Manuel Quispe, who has since passed over, who was one of the, you know, Alto Messiah, the Kuriak Akuyak in Peru, said that the Westerners were the next shamans. And and I, sometimes when you go back to Peru, you see that we have some of the more information, more relevant information, because some of their ways were lost to them. And then we go back and, and, and help them reassimilate and remember what some of the things that were lost. Also. Um, Hank Wesselman, one of my, my first experiences was he was doing a lecture 
and I had a dismemberment experience while he was lecturing, not even doing a ceremony in front of the class. My friend had to carry me out at the end. And, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, to sit with Michael Harner for a weekend as well. And he just recently passed away. And our teachers are leaving us. And so people like Itstock and me, are, we're, we're the next generation of leaders. And so not that we're better or different, but you know we have some information and we've been on this journey for 30 years. And what we're gonna talk to today about is, a few months ago, I was sitting with one of my few teachers and she kept talking about um, how much she wanted to go to Ecuador, back to Ecuador. And I've only been to Ecuador through the airport once and spent more money at the airport than I did on my whole trip to Peru because I loved the textiles. And then all of a sudden, you're talking about this journey with all of these teachers. So that's what we're here to share about today is the importance of actually getting your butt out of your seat, getting on an airplane, making that travel pilgrimage, which mm -hmm. often takes a whole day to get to your spiritual adventure and, and to get to that spiritual awakening. So why don't you talk to us about what's inspiring you to put together such a Big, big teaching. <laughs> well, you know, uh, 21 years ago, I took a workshop with a guy who I never heard his name before. His name is John Perkins. Um, and um, at the end of this workshop at the New York Open Center, um, he was saying, I, I'm, I'm, I'm organizing a trip to Ecuador. If, if any one of you wants to go to, to meet the shamans that are my teachers, and something in me, something called me, and I knew that I have to go. Hmm. I did not have the money. I didn't have the time. I had a wife and three kids, and, and, hmm. and we didn't have money. I mean, really, and we didn't have the time to do that. But I, I really believed, or I really felt that I need to be there because something called me. Now, it, was, it really looked like a crazy idea. It really looked like something that I should not be doing. I mean, if you think of logical, but I knew that I have to go and I did it. And um, the, the experiences that I had with the teachers that I met in, um, in the Andes and in the Amazon uh, really changed my life. Uh, <clears throat> no kidding. And um, my life today is is mostly because I just listened to my heart or listened to my gut feeling that I knew that I have to do it. And um, in, that, in, that, um, in that trip, I met my teacher, uh, Don Jose Joaquin Pineda, who is one of the 10 people uh, that participate in the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Andes Summit. Um, I was not planning to, to do shamanic work. I was not planning to be a healer. I was not planning to write books about shamanism. I did not even know about that. But that really, uh, the, the faith that uh, those shamans really talk about, that you're, sometimes you have to surrender to the spirit, of, the spirit that guides you and listen to your inner voice. And um, I'm, that's what I'm doing. You know? So last year when I was in, uh, in Ecuador, uh, my teacher, Don Jose Joaquin Pineda, who I became his apprentice for many years and, and uh, uh, was teaching me his work, um, told me that I need to bring uh, gringos or white people to uh, <laughs> your European uh, 
uh, and Americans to Ecuador uh, because for them to arrive here or to come here, which is what for many years we used to do, is to bring the shamans to our countries, uh, taking taking them away from from their roots, taking them away from their environment, and bringing them into our environment uh, to hotels room to to uh, big halls, uh, but disconnected from where they where where they practice their their craft. Um, and also because it's become very difficult for uh, shamans and their families to arrive to enter the United States now with all these visa issues. So he asked me to bring people in and I was thinking about how do I bring people in as I wanted to create uh, a vehicle for that. <clears throat> so I was thinking about creating a, a conference, a place where people can come and actually experience the power of the Andes and uh, the healing um, that these people are, um, are so, for thousands of years, they were keeping this, this uh, beautiful tradition. So I asked 10 of the most powerful shamans uh, of my teachers from the Andes, uh, Don Jose Joaquin Pineda, who is my teacher, and then the Don Esteban Tamayos, and Maria Juana, and um, Alberto Tazzo and Jose Kimbo and uh, um, and Oscar Santilan and and um, so all of those people who are amazing people, amazing teachers, uh, which I also have personal experience with them. I would not have anybody who is not. And one of them is uh, Susana Tapia Leon, who is amazing uh, sound healer. Uh, that also was a teacher and part of our group here in New York uh, whenever she's arriving into, our, into the country to teach us to, but to teach us in their environment with their plants, with, air, with, the, with the air and the mountains, with Imbambura, Kotakachi and Muhanda, because that's where their power is. And when you, are, when you want to learn real shamanism, deep-rooted shamanism, you want to learn it in the where this where this wisdom came from not in the in a conference room not in a in a, a spiritual center in the united states you want to be in a in a place where the the energy is created these uh these gods and the apus and the 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 teaching that come from and uh, to to be in the waterfalls to be in the lakes to be in that uh beauty and the air of the of of the uh, of the Andes. So I, I gotta tell you that when I when I thought about this idea, I was uh, <laughs> I was traveling with um, uh, with my group uh, that I took to to the um, to the Andes, and I was sharing it with Michael Stone who came on a, on the trip, and I said, Michael, I know that this is an idea, and he says, Oh, this is a great idea, but <laughs> are you are you <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> And I, I and the I same said, thing. I know I, it's corralling I, cats with all of those, all of those different healers and all of those different places. It's like it's not easy. I've done that, and you know, no, it's not it's not easy at all. And um, uh, but you know what? Um, I always uh, hear the inner inner voice in my in my heart, and if I know that 
if I feel that there is some grumbling in my stomach, if I feel that there is some fear in that, I know that this is the right thing to do <laughs> because that will be the next step. And the idea is that to bring those 10 people who are in fierce healers, they are very powerful healers and they're very independent. They are, uh, they not always meet with each other and they not always agree with each other, but that's the nature of shamans to bring them into one place. And I went there uh, a few months ago, I, I went there to, to talk to them about the idea and to um, record their uh, welcoming videos. You probably see it on Facebook uh, to, to, and then I had to do a lot of, explaining to do how to bring them together and how to be in the same room and sharing the same uh the, the teaching that they have for for us for the for our visitors it was really beautiful to see how they all became so excited <laughs> because they for them it's really like they they feel like you're we are really honoring them by making this pilgrimage to their homeland to, and, and to do the healing in their own homes. Mm -hmm. Do you know it's a great honor uh, for all of us to do this healing in their, in their homes? So it's not something that they remove outside of their, your environment and territory and for theirs. It's very intimate. It's very powerful. And I got to tell you, from, for all those uh, healing that I've done, with my group that I take to Ecuador, it's, it's a truly a life-changing experience. And the other reason that I thought it was so important to, uh, to bring the, uh, us to uh, Ecuador is because those shamans that are in the summit, they are reaching their 70s or 80s. Uh, this is a, uh, a, a breed of shamans that no longer exist or will exist in 20 years. And, and in 20 years that I go to Ecuador, uh, a lot of things change and, and not too many people are actually uh, keeping the same tradition. They're, they really want to be like us. They want to change their life. They want to, they want to have iPhones. They want to, have, to work on computers. They don't really necessarily want to be shamans. And we need to show them by coming to the summit, by, by, by supporting them, that we value their wisdom. And not that it's just we value, but physically with our body, we are coming there to show their next generation that they can do the same work that our abuelos, that our, that our, our grandparents are doing. And there is honor in that. And they can make a living of that. They don't have to cut their hair and change their clothes and change their language. They can be proud of the language and the tradition that they have. I think this is an amazing, important uh, wisdom that we are we that we we need to keep for our own survival not just for their their survival you know with every shaman that passed away uh a big chunk of wisdom of keeping the earth in balance disappeared 
I agree. And like what I was saying that the last time I went to Peru, it was like cell phone city and, you know, the, it was kind of a really, there was, it was a little bit sad, you know, that there, but so I'm glad to see that with this, that this idea of letting people know that there's outsiders that are interested in this, as opposed to, you know, Rolex watches and the other things or whatever they're collecting, you know, in the marketplaces. Um, and I say that because you go to the market and they get all the watches from the visitors and they use them to trade in for food. <laughs> and we think, oh, they needed a watch. But that was always a funny thing. So uh, of these teachers, I'm sure they're teaching different things. So do you have like just a little bit of a synopsis of who's going to be there and what they bring to the table? Well, we have 10 different shamans and then we have one keynote speaker and I want to speak about that for a minute because okay. it's very important. You know, big part, of, very important part of, of of the mission of this summit is to educate the children to to show them the importance of the indigenous wisdom. And um, uh, Laura Santilan, she's the the sister of uh, of Oscar Santilan. Um, and that family created a school that in Quito that teaches all children from many different uh, tribes um, the modern way of education and combining them with uh, permaculture and the indigenous way of, way of teaching. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, and it's a, a, a whole new ecosystem of education that I really want people to, to, to have a glimpse on, to understand that there is a way to teach uh, uh, indigenous people to the, the, the new ways of the Western world, but also to keep their own identity and to be proud of it. And so they encourage children to, um, to wear their clothes. They encourage children to sing their song and speak their languages and, to, um, and, and they teach them the permaculture how to to grow um, uh, vegetables and, and crops in in a more honoring way of the of the land, which is a great example for us. And I I hope teachers from from the United States and Europe will come to see that and to experience that because it's so important uh, for children, not just in their culture, but for us to learn how to be connected to the universe, not just to, to go through tests and, and to succeed in uh, get A plus in copying. Uh, so A plus so is in copying. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that is important. And I think that is, th- this is one thing that, uh, that I like to highlight. But then we have uh, Jose Kimbo, who is a marvelous teacher uh, who is doing a takisami? It's a it's a sound healing, and he's going to be talking about uh, the seven me- uh, medicine of the condor, uh, which is a, a, a book he wrote about, um, and uh, it's it's the seven principles of the Andes, which is a beautiful teaching, hmm. uh, and it's it, it's um, I mean I can't even talk about that because it it takes a long time to explain, but. Uh, the seven principle of the is it's how the the 
look at observing and their flights and their raising and all of that, it gives us a, a, a seven principles for living our life in, the, in our modern society. And then we're going to talk with, uh, with uh, Don Esteban Tamayos about the, the healing methods of the, of the river of light, of the light, the, the light, uh, the light path of healing which is a, a, uh, the old thousands of year tradition. And you have to understand that those people, he's 78, um, is coming from generations of, of healers. These are uh, thousands of years. It's not somebody who just went to Michael Hunter and learned how to drum. Uh, this, is, this is somebody who is, <laughs> sorry. Uh, this is somebody who is, sorry, Michael. <laughs> no, he did a great, great no, work. No, he was a good drummer. But I also a great teacher, and I, yes. I, I honor him a lot. Um, but it, what I'm saying is that these are teachings that come from thousands of years of, of parents and grandparents for many generations, and, and it's, it's such a privilege to learn from a person like that. And then we have Jose Joaquin Pineda, who is going to be teaching about the principles of La Limpia, which is the energy purification system and removal of negative energies and entities, which is very important. And we have Maria Juana, who is going to be teaching about midwife and feminine energies, that how do you, how do you work with a, with a feminine body in the, in the Andes traditions. And we have Susana Tapia Leon, who is going to be talking about, um, about the sound healing and um, how do you uh, bring the, the feminine heart into being. It's a beautiful, beautiful teachings. Uh, and then we have Alberto Tazzo. Alberto Tazzo is one of those amazing philosopher, teacher, uh, shaman who um, in the Cotacazzi area, uh, Cotapaxi area, he's a, 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 a great teacher and he wrote a few books. And he will be talking um, about the Ushai, the, uh, the fifth element. You know, we're talking about water, fire, earth and uh and uh, war, uh fire but uh there is the f the fifth element of the that brings all these elements together that is the accumulation of that and that's really what um the, the the goal of our healing is to connect to the to the ushai so he talks about that and he help us to reconnect to that and so each of those teachers um is is a is a great teacher, and we have uh, uh, one shaman from um, uh, the Tachila uh, tribe who's going to be talking about their particular healing system. Uh, they are not originally from Ecuador; they are uh, they they were escaped escaped from the uh, Caribbeans um, in when the when the Spaniard came, um, but they have a, a whole different way of uh, teaching, and he's also going to offer. Uh, plant medicine, ayahuasca ceremonies uh, at night, uh, which is uh, uh, optional for participate of the of the workshops. So there is a lot of those uh, teachings, and uh, of course we have Oscar Santilan, who is going to be teaching also about the healing and the connection to the earth and um, the the environment. And he's a, a, an amazing teacher of uh, of uh, um, of the, the indigenous agriculture and and the dependency between plants and the environment. And I think that it's very important for all of us to learn. Uh, but it, so that will be two days full of teachings. 
from all those 10 shamans and uh, you can choose uh, which teaching to go and then um, then people participant will be able to choose the shamans that they're going to want to go and have healing sessions with um, and they will be uh, taken to their shaman's home to do uh, healing and um, people who would not want to do that, they can go into the waterfalls, the Peguchi waterfall, or to the uh, Mohanda Lake, which is on the top, top, top of the mountains. It's the most beautiful place you've ever been. Um, I never been to the uh, to the Himalayas, but it's very much like that. You can imagine, like the stillness of the water all the way up there, fifteen thousand feet away up. It's just the most spiritual beautiful if you ever want to do meditations with water we 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 usually do um uh water ceremonies there because it's of the purity of the water there um or to other places uh other other waterfalls and other um uh, landscapes uh so there is a, a lot of that and then but i think that one of the things that is so important for me is that we are going in in june which is exactly the the winter solstice or the inti Raimi ceremony of the of uh, of the indigenous people. Um, in many ways, it's the most sacred holiday of, or ceremony, the community ceremony. And uh, instead of being participant or look, looking at YouTube uh, videos, uh, <laughs> we're going to be dancing with them. We're going to be interacting with them. We're going to spend hours there dancing and moving and sharing uh, i've done that last year when i was there in july and it was the most amazing heart opening experience you can have dancing with the with the indigenous people as equal not as white people that wants to to to, to take pictures of them but really sharing the the movement the dance the song the the the, the corn the food uh, there's nothing more humbling uh and life-changing uh and sometimes we think that uh, we want people just to teach us you know to but this is a great teaching uh being in in within the community and dancing and moving with them and going into the meditative state of connecting to the Apus, to the to the spirit of the mountain, um, it, you have to remember that this is just a, like really high up in the mountains. Um, you really feel very connected to um, to uh, to the gods. Um, it's it's a life changing experience, and truly, you know everything that I've done so far in in my last. 22 years doing this kind of work is really about uh, sharing this information that I so luckily, fortunately received from my indigenous teachers. Uh, I really want people that I love or people that I know or people that I don't know, but I would love to, to experience that. There is no other way. I mean, you can't do that. You can't connect to, to those spirits in your kitchen. You can't do that in your in in a in a classroom somewhere. You really want to go to the mountains, to the the, the forest, to the jungles, to experience that. And it, the people who came to, on the trips with me and to all these uh, experiences and my my life included, 
we all change our life. We all, in, in maybe in subtle way, but it's some of us in very dramatic ways. So I Absolutely. invite really people to change your life. If you feel like that, if you have a calling for that, if you feel that there is something more in this life than paying bills and doing your work, um, and I'm not belittling that. I think that it's very important to do all of that. But there is so much more than that, and there is so much we can give to those people who are the keeper of that wisdom of thousands of years that is so important for our life. And the more people that are experiencing it, I believe that we will be more actively changing the the relationship that we have with ourselves, the relationship that we have with our communities, the relationship that we have with our environment and with our political system. We, it all comes from personal experience. There's nothing we can convince the other side to change if they don't experience it. So, and the way to, to do that is by experiencing yourself. So you can share that with other people. So I, I think that I'm, this is one way of doing it, but I'm, I really hope that people will come to the, to the summit because it's a great opportunity to meet such an amazing group of shamans who are committed to healing, who are committed to the healing of the earth and are so passionate about it. And they do it for so many years. You know, my teacher is doing it from the age of eight. And well, you're passionate about it. Can you tell like everyone that he's like super passionate about it? We're, we're, we're just about out of time, so tell people how the website or whatever, how they can find out more about this trip. Well, uh, it's the, the andysummit.com. Okay. Uh, the, go online and, and uh, look at the website. Uh, you can register for there. If you have any questions, there is, a, uh, there is a frequently asked questions. You could go over it, or you can email us and, and uh, let us know. Uh, if you have any questions about um, about that, but most of it is just just ask your heart if this is something that you want to do. And I know that many people um, are asking about the cost, about the time, and all that. But all of that can be resolved. It's it's your commitment. It is the place where for your heart to say that the feeling that you know that this is the right thing for you to do to experience it. To be on the forefront of of the of the changes that we are we are now facing, we are the 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 the, the forefront of the of this the condor and the eagle pr prophecy, and that's where we need to be. We have to I show agree. the people of the condor that the eagles are changing; they are willing to to fly in the same sky with the condor. Right. I think that's a beautiful way to end that. And um, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. And he also, uh, 10 years now, is doing the Shaman's Portal. And, you know, that's a great service as well. So I really want to thank you for being here. And one thing is I'm coming your way to New York with the book. So oh. winds of, the winds of spirit are going to New York City. <laughs> really, really excited. Beautiful. I'll be doing, like I'll be doing a friends and family opening. But then the next night I'm doing a... a a planting and empowering your seed ceremony on Thursday, March 15th at the Alchemist Kitchen. And what I'm going to teach people is one of these ancient practices that have been lost is to learn how to tie wind knots. And we're going to tie wind knots 
to empower the seeds that we're planting this spring. And so for those of you who want to go to on this trip and need a little bit of wind energy to get you there, come on over. We'll tie some wind knots and maybe you can start to play with the energy in there that will, you know, get you, you get your sails going towards Ecuador. So, so thank you so much. And, and we'll, we'll, I'll see you real soon. Thank you so much for your, your uh, service to, to our culture. Really, it's so, it's so important. You know, each of us is doing what we can. You know, the right. Shaman portal really was, it also came as a crazy idea. And it's now 10 years serving the, the global community. I never imagined that that will happen, you know? Right. Uh, but, you know, you got to be a little crazy. You got to take a risk like you did, you know, when you started your book. Did you know that it's going to be such a beautiful book? No, no. I had no clue. I was writing a different book. <laughs> <laughs> but you see that. Not like you, I was reluctant. You know, they kept saying, you know, the, the spirits had to trick me. They ha I got attracted to a teacher who then I chased around the world learning this, you know, and they kept saying, why don't you do the healing part? Oh, no, no, I'm just here for something else. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, spirit will trick you if you, they need to trick you in order to get you where you need to be in. And I needed to be in Chile and Peru and Ecuador and all of these places. So I totally support what you're doing. And. I used to bring teachers in from around the world. So I like the idea of going to them as well. So everyone check out his event and it's the uh, andysummit.com and come back next week for Wednesday live when we'll be having another inspiring guest and every Wednesday. So thank you. Thank you very much, Wendy. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you for joining us for Wednesday with Renee. Please join us again next week. Stay connected with us during the middle of the week over at the Facebook group, The Wind Clan, and also make sure to pick up your copy of Winds of Spirit, Ancient Wisdom Tools for Navigating Relationships, Health, and the Divine at your favorite bookseller. I'm Renee, the Practical Shaman, and until next time, may the blessed winds be with you.